0: you and show you what God's doing in people's lives here that are coming to Coastal. Not that we're anything special or different, but we know that God's moving in your lives. And so this morning, um, one of our first guests is Derek Hatchell. He's super nervous. So when he comes up, you're just going to cheer really, really loud. When he sent me over his email, at the top of it, it says heart rate 130 as I'm writing this. And um, so Derek, you're 24, right? 24 years old. And I met Derek about a year ago, um, he started coming to church and I'm going to let him share your story, but I, I want to let you know this. Um, i had an, an absolute privilege and honor. We do a small group together, um, on a leadership small group. It's called Leaders Eat Last. There's about five of us, four of us that are still in there, five of us. And, um, he hasn't ever missed a week. And, uh, we're on our, how many weeks? Derek? Like our six, something like that, six week, And, uh, and um, every week I've just seen him take things from people that are around him and share some insight and wisdom. And for a 24-year-old, he he uh, he works at Hatchel Concrete, and I'm just loving what God's doing in his life. So if you'll just do me a humongous, humongous favor and just stand to your feet and just cheer super loud for Derek as he comes on up. Come on up, Derek. <laughs>
1: So I'm Derek, I go to second service, so you guys are good practice. There's a lot more of Um, (laughs) y'all. So uh, I've been coming here for uh, a little over a year, and uh, the first time I came was to my baby cousin Hayden's baby dedication. My Aunt Jamie had asked me to go, and uh, if you were here, there was a big herd of us, and I'm going to shake, so y'all just got to ignore that, but... um, there was a big group of us here and I didn't really think too much of it, you know, uh, you know, me and my parents are definitely big believers, but, um, we didn't really attend any specific church for a long period of time. You know, we kind of, we'd get on a Easter Christmas kick and, um, we were creasters, I think is the name I've, I've heard. But, um, you know, we'd fizzle out and then with going to college, you know, I went to ECU for five years and definitely wasn't attending, you know, any church there. But, um, You know, I'd just gotten back, and, um, you know, Jenna at work, she had, uh, she told me that she's like, you're going to go, and you're really going to like it, you're really going to like it. And um, I came, and I don't know if it was, you know, having so much family around me, or if it was, you know, doing something with some substance to it, but, uh, you know, there were some cute girls over here in this corner, they might have had a a tiny bit, but... um But you know, uh, you know, we came back and I came back the next service and uh came back the next 3. And then uh me and the guys went on a little vacay to Wilmington. So didn't make it that Sunday. But um on the ride home, you know, that Sunday I was kind of bummed, you know, cuz I'd missed out and uh you know, I didn't want to flake, I didn't want to I didn't want it to be a phase. But um you know, so I came back and uh you know, steadily attended, but you know, I was you know, a Mr. Cool, and uh, I wasn't going to do a whole lot more. Um, attend on Sundays, uh, you know, I wasn't going to go to any Wednesdays. Um, I sure weren't going to prayer on Tuesday. Uh, that would completely scare me to death. And um, I'm not going to join a small group. I'm way too busy. Um, too many other things going on, and, you know, I'm not going to serve. Tithing's enough. that I, I feel good about that. You know, I'm. I'm just going to come on Sundays, but, you know, when you come, it really doesn't work like that, and, you know, I got invited to go to the 20-something, like, that's literally what it was called, small group, and it was bowling, and I could do bowling, you know, I could, that was okay, so, I went bowling, and, um, you know, surprisingly, you know, I really had a good time, and, um, you know, I'm glad I went, that's the first time I, you know, spoke, met my girlfriend, Kaylee May, she lives right out this door and to the left, in that nursery over there. If you don't know her, I'm surprised. But, um, you know, and, you know, she, she got working on me, and, you know, I gave a Wednesday a try. And, you know, here's the thing, is that the only thing I regretted was the times I didn't come. I never left here regretting that. And, you know, then finally gave Tuesday a try. And, you know, I've come to last several of those. And... You know, Coastal Family hasn't just made a difference in my life. It's completely changed it. You know, it's helped me go about my mindset and to stay positive as much as I can about everything. Because, you know, now I know it's already been taken care of. And um, I don't worry about as much as I used to because, you know, I live in grace. And, you know, I'm more forgiving now. Um, I always knew that I had it better than most people. But, you know, I was constantly, you know, just giving all the credit to, you know, people, my family, and their hard work. But now I know that, you know, you've got to give all the credit to God. That it's a, you know, I see all the blessings in my life now. And how much more fortunate I am than some, and, you know, I'm trying to not do, I'm trying to not be as prideful, and, you know, give more credit to the kingdom, and, you know, when I graduated from ECU, after five years last December, I did not think that two months after that, I would be a you know, big Sunday church goer. But, you know, um, I try to come as much as possible, and, you know, I come every Sunday I can, um, Wednesdays when we have it, I've been going to prayer, you know, the last several Tuesdays, I'm not serving yet, but I'm sure that, you know, the way things are going, that's right around the corner. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing that I am... The one thing I do know is that ever since last February for this year, my life has just done nothing but get better. Just hands down. And uh, I owe it all to Coastal and God. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. That's why we
0: do what we do. Only reason we actually do what we do, you know. I tell people all the time: there's a ton of derricks out there. There's a ton of derricks out there who need you, need your love, need your support. You know, when you're 24, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of choices that you can make that can lead you a direction that won't be profitable. But I'm just going to tell you: when you serve God at 24. You position yourself in His blessing and His goodness and His faithfulness. So I'm just going to tell you, Derek, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. so funny, you know, just watching them, seeing what God's doing through his life. And I, I just want to encourage you. You know what? That didn't happen through Pastor Stephen and I. It happened through people like you. So amen. So we have one more friend, um, a very dear friend of mine. She's pretty much going to be part of family, to be honest with you. Uh, Leanna Robinson, uh, her and she has a couple partners that own the secret spot um, up in Nag's Head, and Leanna hired a 14-year-old Westcott. Mackenzie was 14, and she didn't know how to do retail. She took a chance on her. And I don't know what happened that moment, but Mackenzie started pouring the word at 14 into Leanne. (laughs) I don't think she would just take no for an an answer. She was a little relentless. And uh, Leanne's become a mom and a sister, a voice in Mackenzie's life when I couldn't be one. And I'm so forever grateful for you. One of the most generous people you will ever Feet in your life. When it comes to After Prom, we go there and she pretty much unloads her store on us. She is by far one of the most giving, kindest people I've ever met. And uh, God's just doing a work in her life. And uh, I just want you to just stand to your feet today and just give it up for Leanne Robinson.
2: For somebody that had a really high heart rate, you did pretty daggone good. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have one of those watches, because I'd probably go to the hospital by now. But <laughs> um, Pastor Tiffany asked me a couple weeks ago to share what Coastal meant to me. Um, truthfully, when I got the text, my heart dropped, <laughs> because this is probably my biggest fear, speaking in front of a bunch of people. Um, God has been working on me. This. so I told her immediately um, that as much as I hated the thought of it, I would also be honored by it, so here goes. Um, Coastal to me literally means so many things. It's home, it's family, it's really easy, it's so loving, it's just something I don't want to miss. I have always had God in my heart, but there was always something missing. I didn't always live for him. I had a hole that needed filling. I have been to so many churches in the area over the years, but I couldn't find that thing. There was something missing. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew I wasn't getting it. God knew my heart, and on the night that we had Leela, Pastor Stephen and Tiffany visit us in the house, he put them into our lives. We had never met them before. They kept on us until we gave it a try. Like she said, I had Kinsey down my throat at work, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to go about it. So we finally gave it a try and immediately I found what I needed and my hole was filled in so many Lila was cared for so well in the nursery. Uh, it just gave me that moment of quiet and peace that all new mothers need to focus on God. Um, the way I didn't know anybody here, but I immediately felt like home, felt comfortable, felt wanted. Uh, the way Hannah and the amazing, talented worship team sung the songs that spoke to my heart. The way they worshiped, it's show that it's really about God's presence and being moved by him not just singing some songs. I was—I never knew that before. I mean, I've been to some really cool churches but I never got that, you know, singing worship is really about worshiping God and giving it all. I love the way that sometimes not every message was spoke because God is working away in us, even if they had a good plan to speak a message. <laughs> the way every message that is spoken is seems like it's almost directed straight to me. I, mean, I always feel like I'm the one that needs it. <laughs> the way I leave every Sunday, I feel refreshed, and I feel that I'm filled with the That's the main outline I have for what this place is for me, but that's just the beginning. God has done an amazing job building this place, and you feel it when you walk in. He has a special presence here. The people are so good. Selfless makes you want to be a part, pitch in, do better, and try harder. Coastal doesn't always just go about teaching quotes out of the Bible and telling stories. It goes so far beyond the norm. They give us the big picture of who God wants us to be by teaching us how to hear and see Him daily in our walk. They make it such a priority to put God's Word into our child's life. It gives me such security for my daughter's future, seeing all these tweens and teens on fire. It's amazing. I didn't realize until Coastal fell into my lap how much I was driven by God, the knowledge that God has to give and constructive criticism I get it here when Hannah sings and I talk to God I get it from each service when I miss it, I crave it I love the brutal honesty it keeps me on point it lets me know when I've gotten slack and I need to get my butt back in the word before I came to Coastal, I went to Hatteras my home, to go to church with my mom a lot, it's where I felt I needed to be But when God brought me to Coastal, I never wanted to go back there anymore. I didn't want to miss the services here. Patters is and always will be my special place, but I didn't want to miss this. This was too much. My mom didn't understand what kept me away, so she made it a point to come up here with me. (laughs) To figure it out, and not long after, she told me, she got it, she gets it. Place is special. It's different. It's not for everybody. It's loud. It's bold. But it's alive. And it's so much fun. It gives so much. It's full of God's love. And it makes you free. Coastal means so much to me because it's shown me who I am in God and who he wants me to be on this earth. It's not just taking me through the motions. It's pushing me to be the best God has made me to be. Coastal to me is having the word that I read daily, interpreted in so many ways, and broken down and put together put back together so that it's saving me years of heartache and mistakes. Learning so much more, so much faster. It fills up my glass, so it pours onto others. And the cool part to me is that Coastal's plan works with God's plan for me coastal has a goal to bring the people on the coast to God. God gave me an immense passion of the ocean to work with and to lead people to God, to shine His light. Last year, I had the honor of taking the position of Christian Surfers of the Outer Banks, and I, like, is something that he's been wanting me to do. So as much as I didn't want to do it, I need this, and I needed to do this. And Pastor Stephen and Tiffany have always been on us, our family, through all of our
0: members that serve, or that's something that's on your heart, um, she kind of played it down. But she is the president of the Christian Service for Christ um, here in the Outer Banks, and um, her heart has been. She does. She's in. A, she doesn't tell people this, but she's won a ton of championships, a ton of competitions even in her age bracket that she is right now, I mean, she's she's um, she's in her 30s, and um, she still wins a ton of competitions, and so um, she's an amazing surfer with a huge heart um, to just love people and love the water, and so this summer, we're going to be getting behind her even more um, as she um, leads those um, camps and leads people to Christ through, through surfing and through that, and so just have her on your heart, man, if you're going to buy some surf clothes, just pull right in, the secret. Spot. Be a blessing. They own the spot right next to that as well. They have the best acai bowl you will ever have in your life, in your life, in your life. And um, so, anyway, we appreciate you. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of other people around you. Amen. Hop.
3: Won't you stand up with me one more time this morning? I promise it'll be the last time you stand until you leave. But uh, that's just two, but thank you. Thank you for having a heart for the house. You've made us coastal what we are. Um, Your stories, there's so many of them out there. We have the privilege of knowing many of them. And it's got to where now it's beyond us. We can't know all your stories, but thank God for small groups and that works for everybody. But I'm so grateful that you've had a heart for the house for some of you 10 years, some of you 5, some of you 2, some of you 6 months. And you've made this place have a mark on the outer banks. But let me ask you something. Anybody ever had some of those older kids that get to be about 20, 21, 25, 30, 32, 33, and they're still sitting home? and they need a little push to get out of the nest. I got one right now. I got one making the decision on her own, but I got one that needs just a little bit of a push because you learn a little bit more. You stay in the nest too long, mama leaves, and then you're left there kind of just holding the bag and not sure what to do with life. And I'm going to take an opportunity. I've got about 15 minutes with you. I'm going to need your real help on that because i got an hour and a half message. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that to you. But I want to push you just a little bit out of the nest. Because if I let you sit here in this nest too long, coastal's going to keep on moving beyond you and you're going to get upset. And you're going to run out of food because the food doesn't meet your need anymore. You need stronger food. You need stronger meat. Thank God for small groups. That's what we've done. We've pushed a lot of you, 200 of you weekly, out of the church here on Sunday morning, which is really an experience for the new believer and an experience for someone that's you know there's a lot of grounds in here right now i mean listen guys when you raise your hands and you do all of that there are some people sitting next to you that think you're weird (laughs) we know we're not we know we're just excited but but this is a different deal that goes on here on sunday morning and small groups is a way that you can pastor each other and help each other and be there for each other. And Thank you so much that you've got a heart for the house and 200 of you are in those small groups. There's a bunch of you that need to find one. But I want to tell you something that if we sit in this spot too long, coastal, like I said, is going to keep moving. We're starting our northern location here in June and going to keep growing and keep expanding. And I just want to help you go beyond that to where Many of you already know God. Many of you have already experienced the freedom that comes with knowing Him. Oh my gosh, there's so much freedom. (laughs) I hate religion. There's so much freedom in God. Many of you are right at the brink of discovering your purpose. But if you stay in the nest, you won't discover your purpose, you'll get frustrated. You'll get bickering, you'll get religious, and then you'll complain about everything going on around you, and only you will be bitter. Everybody else will be happy and having a great time, and you'll wonder why. Life's not meant to be that way. It really isn't. Life honestly is meant to come to a place where you really are making a difference. So I'm being honest with you for the next two weeks. We've been saying that a lot lately. It's like, I think we feel like we lie, but we don't. It's just a passion. The next two weeks is not about you. We just came off of a home improvement series about you for four or five weeks. <laughs> and we spent a whole month prior to that figuring out what we were going to do this year. And that's be generous with what we got. But we need to take a couple weeks and come outside of that seat that you're sitting in and see if you're willing to give up your parking space. See if you're willing to give up your seat because they're coming. The wave's here. See if you're willing to be a little bit upset because you don't have margin in your life to come to church and you're late and you get here and your seat's gone. (laughs) Sinners love us. Religion hates us. And I'm happy with that. And I just want to help you maybe come to a place where you're not religious. You understand the place where the sinner is, where you were. And would you be willing to help them get to where you are? Will you do that with me? So before we do that, I want you to give a big old hand clap for yourself for having a heart for the house. Come on, celebrate. You are awesome. I'm telling you, you're awesome. You've made this 400 strong, not us. You've made it the way it is. But it's for a purpose and it's for a reason. Shake hands with one other person. Sit down and I promise I'm going to give you just a few points and we're going to get out of here. Let me remind you, Pastor Tiffany blipped it to you. She'll blip it again at the end of the service, or somebody will. But uh, our service schedule for Easter weekend will be 4 and 6 o'clock on Saturday evening, okay? And a 9 o'clock Sunday morning, okay? When did we decide JV? Did we not figure that out yet? Okay, JV is 6 p.m. on Saturday. We'll get that out there. You only got two weeks to figure this out. So, um, but um, it'll be 4 and 6 on Saturday. And then it'll be 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Yeah. We're doing that for a couple different reasons. One, we can't put you all in one service, and we packed the house on last week, last year, on Saturday. And, uh, but then there's another reason we want to do it, because we know that some of you like to go to church with your family as well. On Sunday morning, we want you to be able to do both. And uh, so we endeavor to always make sure you can experience life with family and here at Coastal. Thank you that this is your home. Uh, let me give you one other thing again, because I want to make sure we get this out there. The next week after that, we were having church on Saturday again at four and six. We will not be having church that Sunday morning, only because that night is after prom, and that goes all night after prom. We say glory. That goes after that, and then there is a national—not uh, a national—but there is a marathon that morning that many of you are running in. So. The weekend, after, or the, excuse me, the weekend after Easter, Saturday night, 4 and 6. Just keep that in your mind. Uh, give it up for Hannah. Thank you, Hannah, so much for being up here. So let's talk real quick. Let's take a couple minutes. Hannah, you can go ahead. If you stay there, I'm going to start worshiping and stuff because you're so anointed in what you do. Um, let's talk real quick. How can I get ready? Because here's what we're going to be doing. Uh, you may have come in with an invitation on your seat or there's some in front of you or we've handed something to you that's like an invitation to invite somebody to Easter service specifically. And uh, that's what that's for. It's just an invitation. It's even giving you a little bit of writing on the back of it, uh, you know, kind of what the purpose is. And uh, we're asking that you would possibly invite one or two people... Or more, however, somebody's always gung-ho and brings 10 or 15. But uh, if all of us brought one, we, we've just, we'd we have to go to five services. And we understand that. But that's who we are, multi, multi-services, multi-site. But uh, that's just, I want to share, share with you, what do I tell them? If I'm going to invite somebody to church, if I'm going to invite them to Coastal Family Church, what am I going to do? How, what am I going to share with them? Because again, listen to me. I, I told you my experience in first coming to church. I, I mean, I was raised in the church until I was 12. I was done. I had, actually until about 13, I had to do it because I was told to. And, uh, but I didn't care because it didn't matter to me. But then about 14 to 16, I still had to do it because I was told to and uh, hated every minute of it during that time. And then about... And I'm actually, I started really living for the devil about 14 on. And during that time of experience, church became just something I did not like, but I went because I had to. Thank God my mother made me because it instilled something in me that I can't have taken away from me, and that is the importance of it. But during that time when I would come to church, you know, especially that time when I was living like the devil, I knew it. I didn't have to have to have someone tell me that I was right or wrong or I shouldn't be doing what I was doing. Man, I knew what I shouldn't be doing. But it seemed like every time I came to church, that's all they told me was what I shouldn't be doing. And they told me that every Sunday, and they loved me, great people. This is not about any specific church. This is about just kind of what the nature of church was for me. I don't know what your experience was. I don't know if you were Catholic, Orthodox. I don't know if you were Baptist. Uh, We could go on and on. Whatever you are, there's a bunch of cultures in here. This is my experience. And my experience was that I really didn't like church, and I found out now I know really why you know 35 years later it was really because I wasn't necessarily given something that I could live by the next day something that made a difference something that helped me realize that I'm free I'm not I I know I make mistakes but I have a God that loves me beyond my mistakes and he's merciful he's kind he's good and he's not up there trying to tell me all of those things all over every time I come to church man I know him usually before I get to church somebody's already told me before I get there anyway So what do I tell people? What do I bring? If I've got a heart for the house, what does that look like for me? Number one, you pray. In the scripture, it says this, and I'll read you this one scripture that uh, when it says about prayer, how important that is, it says, I like this scripture, it says, one plants and another the harvest, and it's true, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant, others had already done the work, and now you will get ready to gather the harvest, but Jesus said, the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to pray you, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into that harvest and do something with that. Well, listen, I don't want you to keep praying for yourself to go out. I want you to go out. There's already prayer. That's what we're doing here. We're going to be praying for these people. We're going to be praying any person that you put down, their initials, their name, whatever it is. And I'm telling you, you're, some of you are sitting in here because your name was on that board. I don't know if they told you, but I could point out five of you right now that I know when your name was on that board and you're sitting in here and you're one of them actually, Derek, and you're sitting in this church and it took about three years to get you here, but now you're here. I can go on and on about all those stories. Number one, yes, you do pray. But I want to push you out of the nest of prayer and tell you, don't stop praying. Keep doing that. Join us on Tuesday to pray. But I want to push you beyond that and take you to a place. How can I be a part of it? Because both of them said something very cool that I love to hear. You ever had that feeling somebody's telling you their story and you wished you had been there? And while you wished you had been there, you're trying to act like you're really excited about what they're saying, but you can't because you weren't there. I want to make sure that doesn't happen to some of us on that Sunday of Easter because there's going to be a boatload of wave of people that are going to be excited about seeing hearts turn around like yours did. And I just want to make sure that you're not sitting there and saying, man, I wish I had been there the past couple of weeks because then I'd know what was going on. And I don't want you to get to that place where you say that that you get beyond that and you say, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I had no part in that. And I'm just kind of sitting out there on an island on my own. I want to help you get to where you're glad you're there because you had something to do with what is going on while you're there. So here it is. I'm going to give you four things, not today, two today, two next week, that you can tell people. Number one, here's the first thing that I want that I'm challenging you. You can tell people what goes on at Coastal Family Church. Number one, we enjoy life. What does that mean that we enjoy life? It's simply this it means that I love life. (laughs) We love life here at Coastal Family Church. Why? Because we're not afraid of it. Why? Because we've learned how to embrace it. We're learning together as a family. We're on a church Sunday morning. We're learning together in our small groups that, you know why? We love life. Not only that, we love people. One of the true characteristics of someone that's born again, meaning they've got a relationship with God, is they love people. Now, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not asking you to be that person that loves to hang out with people 24-7. That would be my wife, not me. That you just want to be around people and, and you know you're pansy with everybody you're with you know some of you are not like that I'm not asking you to be that but I am saying that when something really has good and cool has happened in your life that that when you love life and God's come in and, and introduced Himself into your life beyond religion into relationship you get to where you do love life and you are excited about life and you start to love people because you realize that hey you know where you were what you had been good maybe you've been good for maybe you've been an angel since day one i don't know but you're still a little bit of devil in you somebody needs to reveal to you and when all of that starts to happen inside of you, you there's a passion for people that comes what does it mean at coastal family church somebody says why why should i even go to your church why should i even acknowledge i want to be there why should i even go there on sunday morning like Derek, I, I, what did you call it a, a creature no you said uh a what a creaster how can I take someone? That's great. How can I take someone from being a priester to being a church goer? On, right? I don't want to go where I'm not enjoying life. I don't want to go where people have been baptized. I said this earlier baptized in vinegar and they're like they're chewing on pickles all the time. Come on. Come on. I don't want to go somewhere where they're telling me I'm, I'm going to hell and living like the devil. Most of you know that when you do. I don't want to go to a church that somebody's telling me that uh, I I can barely get along. God wants me to bless, but you need to live barely getting along. That doesn't make sense. I don't want to go to a church that somebody says that, hey, God wants you well, but He's teaching you something so He's made you sick. (laughs) I don't want to go to that church. And there's a boatload of them. No, I want to go to a church, and this is my own, can I tell you, just my own personal expectation for myself. I want to go where there's life and people are loving it. I want to go where people are maybe passionate about me. Tell them, say, "Hey, man, we're passionate about you." I'm passionate because look, they like they brought me in and they knew my stuff and at least they acted like they did whether they did or not, but they didn't care about my stuff. And they love God there. And and see, when somebody says, "Why would I even go to your church?" What do you tell them? Religion would say, you need to get saved. Religion would tell them, hey, you need to repent. Religion would tell them, hey man, you're messing up so bad, you need to quit drinking, quit smoking and come to church. That's just going to kill you soon. That's up to you. No, 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 no. What I'm telling people is this thing that I would love to see when I come to church. I want to know when I walk through that door that people are going to love me beyond me. I want to know when I come through that door that, that people are going to, uh, that they're actually going to maybe act like they do love God and not try to put on something that's not really, that's kind of fake. So number one, what am I going to tell people? I want to tell them that, look, those folks at Coastal Family Church, they're a little bit strange, a little bit weird. They do raise their hands every now and then. Some of them run around the aisles every now and then. Some of them, there's this one blonde that sits on the front row, and she's just fanatical, and she just got her hand out, and she's just doing all this stuff. And she's, I don't know if her pulpit is up there or down there, but she seems to stand in the middle all the time. Watch out for her. But the rest of them, they're okay. You know I'm telling the truth because she's touched every single one of your lives and you love her dearly. Come on. What do you tell people? That's what you tell them. Hey, look, man, I'm going to a church that I know they love life. They enjoy life. They love people. (laughs) And they love God. I'm going to church number two because you're going to encounter God there. And I want to take just a little bit of time on this one. Can you give me about four minutes? At Coastal Family Church, these people, they encounter God. The word encounter means this, meet face-to-face with Him. They meet face-to-face with God, whether that's on a church morning service this, or, or it's in a small group, but they're coming in contact with something and it's called face to face with God. The word encounter means they are experiencing something beyond themselves that's almost unexplainable at times. The word encounter means that they're coming in expecting one thing and walking out with something totally different. The word encounter means that when they come into, when, when, when you come into that church, I can't explain it, but listen to me. I came in expecting this one thing, and I walked out with so much more. And that's what you've done to make this the house of God. That's what it means when you love your house, the church that you're in. And if you don't have that experience and it's not here, uh, I, I, I want to ask you why. I want to challenge you on that reason because I would venture to say some of the reason is you're still in the nest. You've not got beyond the looking for God yourself. You've not got beyond the freedom that comes, that is available to you, to where you have discovered your purpose and to where that purpose starts to make a difference. That's good. Awesome. You're going to stay. If you stay here long enough, we know that that's going to happen. And that's the piece that I want to share with you. That, listen, the boatload of people, the wave that we have kind of seen maybe might be on the way here, if your pastor's not passionate about it, you don't need to be passionate about it. How could you ever be? If, you're, if, if the church is only passionate about saving sinners and not taking that sinner to the place where they get free from being sinner to where they actually have a purpose and they realize what that is to where they see that there's been a difference made in their life, just like these two stood up here, then, then we're still in the nest and it's, it's, it's going to come to a place where, where you'll die. I don't think there's any one person in this room that wants to live an unfulfilled life. I think there's a lot of us in here that are not real sure what that fulfilled means. I think a lot of us are fulfilling that, trying to do, trying to find something that's an internal joy, an internal peace, but we're basing it upon an external joy that's not always going to be there. What does it mean when we enjoy life? What does it mean when we encounter God? I'll tell you exactly what it means. It means that we have an internal life joy on the inside of us that you know what? We have learned as a church, as a group of people, to face life and to face the challenge of today and respond to it through an eye of faith to where I thank my God, which is an expression of joy. Thank God that He always causes me to try, huh? And I'm not so far up here that I can't relate to you here and get to the place where I'm religious here because something that's sour puss, sour face. Is that a bad word? I guess it's where you put the... Never mind. (laughs) And listen, every church has professional sour pusses. And they're actually proud of being that. Because for some reason they feel like it expresses who God is. You're going to be frustrated here. You're going to get real frustrated. You're going to get bickering and complaining and gossiping. And you're going to talk about the people to the right and to the left of you because they are not going to be you. You might just have to leave and go somewhere else because why because here's what i'm telling people here's what i'm sharing with people it's not just because i'm a pastor matter of fact i do everything in my power to not let people know i'm that because the moment people find i'm a pastor they stop cussing they stop doing all those things i don't want you to stop cussing i just want you to know god because then you will stop cussing (laughs) if you could know i'll tell you when it happens the one that's on my board he didn't come last year. But he, I don't know if he'll come this year. But I'm not going to stop praying for him. Hmm? I'm not going to stop living excited about life in front of him. I'm not going to stop. Not, You see, I've encountered God. It's all, I can't help but express it. I don't express it this way. You just need to know God. No, I let him cuss, I let him do what he does, and I just don't do it in front of him. That sounded bad, sounds like a cuss. I just don't do it with him. (laughs) I say a cuss word about every now and then. (laughs) Three times in my whole life. That's the truth. Now my wife's another story. I could tell you a good story, but I won't because we're out of time. <laughs> I get to tell that story. <laughs> Here's what you tell people. Here's how you invite them to the church. Don't get, don't, just don't go tell them they need God. They all know they need something. They're trying everything out there to find out what that is. Let them know that you... Love life, what does that mean? Let them know meaning this? Let them know that you enjoy life. That means you love life, that you love people. heart for the house. you love people. Let them know that you love God. How do you let people know you love god they 'll see it'll you don 't even have to tell them you know it 's interesting these i 've got this I've got this one, I've got about five of them, but this one that I'm after, guess what, I've got about eight of us on board with it now, and he doesn't know it. <laughs> I noticed that we were at a meeting the other night, and everybody had left but him and five of the people that are trying to get him to come. Did we preach to him? Nope. We just talked to him about his life. We talked to him about our life. We just, we, we just are expressing the love of God through the goodness of God because we love life, we're happy about life, and we are encountering God. And in that moment, God is encountering him. That's all you got to tell him. Number one, you enjoy life. Number two, if you come that day, you just might encounter his goodness, his lavishness, his bountifulness, that He's a giver, and He's free. It won't cost you a dime. That Easter, we'll be teaching a message about being paid for. And we'll continue on two weeks after that to help them understand what was paid for beyond the moment. I just challenge you to be a part of that with us. I invite you to invite someone else to church Easter Sunday. Stand up with me this morning.